Our Father in heaven, may we always welcome you into this place, into our lives, and into our homes. I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would minister in profound ways to everyone in here. You know us so peculiarly and specifically that you tailor tonight to the express purposes for which you have brought everyone here. In the name of our Savior, I pray. Amen. This is traditionally called Good Friday, and it is the pinnacle of the demonstration that the Lord of Heaven gets angry. And the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on earth and he was grieved in his heart. The Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, from man to animals to creeping things and to birds of the sky, for I am sorry that I have made them. Genesis 6. Korah is a man whose name comes up in the book of Numbers, still in the very beginnings of the Old Testament. And Korah was inciting the others against Moses, questioning the legitimacy of Moses' appointment by God to be their leader. And he was causing tremendous division within the people of God. Moses warns anyone considering joining in the rebellion, and this is what he says, number 16, if these men die the death of all men or if they suffer the fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me, referring to Korah and all who are with him. But if the Lord brings about an entirely new thing and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that is theirs and they descend alive into Sheol, then you will understand that these men have spurned the Lord. As he finished speaking all these words, the ground that was under them split open. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up and their households and all men who belonged to Korah with their possessions. So they and all that belonged to them went down alive to Sheol and the earth closed over them and they perished from the midst of the assembly. Speaking to his people concerning his miraculous liberation of them from bondage to Egypt and Pharaoh. This is what we read in Leviticus. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt so that you would not be their slaves. And I broke the bars of your yoke and made you walk erect. But if you do not obey me and do not carry out all these commandments, if instead you reject my statutes and if your soul abhors my ordinances so as not to carry out all my commandments and so break my covenant, I in turn will do this to you. I will appoint over you a sudden terror, consumption and fever that will waste away the eyes and cause the soul to pine away. Also, you will sow your seed uselessly, for your enemies will eat it up. 
I will set my face against you so that you will be struck down before your enemies. And those who hate you will rule over you and you will flee when no one is pursuing you. If also after these things you do not obey me, then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. I will also break down your pride of power. I will also make your sky like iron and your earth like bronze. Your strength will be spent uselessly for your land will not yield its produce and the trees of the land will not yield their fruit. If then you act with hostility against me and you are unwilling to obey me, I will increase the plague on you seven times according to your sins. I will let loose among you the beasts of the field, which will bereave you of your children and destroy your cattle and reduce your numbers so that your roads lie deserted. And if by these things you are not turned to me, but act with hostility against me, then I will act with hostility against you. And I, even I, will strike you seven times for your sins. The anger of God is not restricted to the Old Testament. Rejection of God's revelation of himself to mankind throughout the ages is also not to be trifled with. Jumping into the New Testament in Romans chapter 1, we read that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and the unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. The phrases, my wrath and my anger, occur 76 times in the Old Testament. The sacrifices of God's people brought a temporary stay of execution. But the permanent solution was always in view, evidenced through the prophecies that the Lord gave, the visions that he gave, and the symbols that he included in the history throughout. Reading from Numbers 21. The people spoke against God and Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this miserable food. That was the miraculous manna that God had made each day to come and fall on the ground when they were starving to death. And now they're complaining about that. The Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people so that many of Israel died. And so the people came to Moses and they said, We have sinned because we have spoken against the Lord and you. Intercede with the Lord that he may remove the serpents from us. And Moses interceded for the people. And then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent. And set it on a standard. And it shall come about that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, he will live. And Moses made a bronze serpent, and he set it on the standard. And it came about that if a serpent bit any man, when he looked to the bronze serpent, he lived. I'm going to ask that you stay seated this evening when we sing, which we're going to do now.
What was an instrument of brutal and torturous execution was the divinely appointed instrument for bringing about our redemption. God's anger was expiated and consequently God himself was propitiated. That is, the thing causing the anger was resolved, that's expiation, which resulted in God's attitude toward us being changed, which is propitiation. Oh, the wonderful cross. Oh, the wonderful cross bids me come and die and find that I may truly live. He who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. The Apostle Paul writes, But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God who will render to each person according to his deeds. Writing to the Thessalonians, Paul says, We are to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, that is Jesus, who rescues us from the wrath to come. Then another angel, a third one, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger. And he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. They have no rest day and night. Those who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the perseverance of the saints who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. So just as the tares are gathered up and burned with fire, so shall it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send forth His angels and they will gather out of His kingdom all stumbling blocks and those who commit lawlessness and will throw them into the furnace of fire. And that in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears, let him hear. We are going to recite together in unison, that's always a trick, the Nicene Creed. And for this, I am going to ask you, if you're able, to stand in your place. And let's read this together. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of the same essence as the Father. Through Him all things were made, For us and for all salvation, He came down from heaven. He became incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made human. 
He was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. The third day he rose again according to the scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will never end. And we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. He proceeds from the Father and the Son. And with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified. He spoke through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We affirm one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look forward to the resurrection of the dead and to life in the world to come. Amen. As you're being seated, I will just clarify that the word Catholic means universal, as in the true universal church, the bride of Christ. What I want to do right now is I want us to take just a really literally a couple of minutes for a time of personal quiet reflection. Just for you to be alone in your thoughts with the Lord who knows and hears everything and uh, just spend some time in whatever the spirit is laying on your heart, whatever you feel you may need to say right now or whatever it is or just being quiet and listening for the still small voice. And where this is going to lead is that after that, and I'll let you know, then there will be specifically just a time of personal and quiet confession, again, between you and the Lord alone. And then when we complete that, I'll tell you what to do with the little three by five card that you should have received when you came in, as well as a writing utensil, uh, either were handed out or in the seat pockets in front of you. So again, let's just take this time to be alone with the Lord in our thoughts. Now take a few minutes to be before the Lord. The word says that our very being is open and laid bare before the eyes of him with whom we have to do. We cannot hide anything from him regardless of what we say to him. Or what we don't say to him.
And now what I'm going to ask is that you take that three by five card. And this is entirely between you and your creator. Write down, it may be a word or a list of words of just things that you have confessed or you need to confess or just do your soul well to even emphasize it all the more by writing it down. No one will see this. It is between you and the Lord. now what I'm going to ask you to do, and this is totally, totally voluntary. I want you to take that three by five card. Those of you who hadn't written on both sides of it. And fold it in half so that you can't see whatever's on the one side. Don't worry about it if it is on the other side too. And then I'm going to ask everybody to just stand up. And this is the part that is totally voluntary. I'm asking you to stand up just to make the the aisle clear for anybody who wishes to get out. And any and all who wish, I'm going to ask you right now just to come forward and to take it and to place it into that bin. And no, we're not going to go through it when the service is done and you've all left. In fact, mine's the only one that stands out readily identifiable because I didn't have a three-by-five card. I'll make sure that it doesn't go anywhere. It is Friday, and the disciples and all those who were following Jesus didn't know that Sunday was coming. But it is Friday, and we know that Sunday's coming. Let me have you stand. If anyone needs to or would like to talk to myself or Pastor Brent or Pastor Ben this evening, um, please uh, do so. We would invite you to do so. We can help you on your way in a closer walk with the Lord. Perhaps you've never made that declaration to anybody that you consider yourself or at least want to be now a Christ follower. Please do so. And please tell somebody, if not one of us. And also I would ask you faithers to be sure to be praying about tomorrow, the outreach. There will be, we anticipate, thousands, plural, of people here And everyone who comes to get the stupid, silly little plastic eggs with candy in it first, first will be corralled by lot into the youth building for a clear gospel good news presentation. Your God in heaven and all we know 
Easter is not about bunnies and candy, even if it is chocolate. Lord in heaven, thank you, dear God, that we approach Friday knowing that Sunday is coming. To you, our great God, be the glory now and forevermore. Amen.